This episode is brought to you by ABC. Station 19 is back for its final and hottest season yet. Andy finally becomes captain, and she's going to give it her all to be the best leader the station has ever seen. Will she succeed? Get ready for fiery new romances and high adrenaline rescues. Watch the Station 19 season premiere tonight at a new time, 10, 9 central on ABC and stream on Hulu. Welcome to the RuPaul's Drag Race Recap Show for Season 16, Episode 9, titled See You Next Wednesday. My name is Joe Batanz, and I am joined, as always, by two gothy Ken dolls. First, from Breaking Down Bad Books, please say... And I'm not joking, bitch! ...to Mr. Nathan Patrick Brown. Hello, Nathan. Hey, Joe. Everyone, Nathan yelled at me when we weren't recording. It was really <laughs> awkward. I'm mad. In fact, that's why I'm so glad we have um, here. Uh, by the way, uh, bitch, she's from Chicago. Please say, you bitches. To Jimmy Anti. Hello, Jimmy. Hello, hello, hello. Thanks for having hello, me, Joe. Hello. Yeah, thanks for being on. Uh, guys, we had a very interesting conversation about Jimmy, about his life, about his thoughts. Uh, Nathan contributed nothing to the episode. <laughs> <laughs> which is now fueling Nathan's anger towards me even more. But if you want to hear all that, go over to patreon.com slash afterthoughtmedia and join at the executive tier level and above to hear just between us girls. Or if you just want to hear the show without commercials, get it early, all that jazz, you can do that over at patreon.com slash afterthoughtmedia. But you know what? We have a, a lot. Of, I think this is going to be one of those top heavy shows. Jimmy, you should know this. We've changed the... Okay, guys, let me guys give you, for those of you who don't know who Jimmy is, Jimmy is, I'm going to give my introduction of Jimmy. Okay, let's hear it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Jimmy Anti is this fierce drag queen who lives in Chicago, not originally from Chicago, from Missouri. But when Jimmy was a baby, uh, if I remember correctly, you used to go to your grandpa's house or your uncle's house during the summer. Okay. And that's where you discover Drag Race Recap, and that was the only thing you could do to listen to the show and all that, right? Yes, yes. I was at my grandparents' house, um, and I had no one to talk to about Drag Race, so I listened yeah. to Drag Race Recap. And then he became a drag queen and stopped listening to the show. <laughs> wow. <And laughs> well. <laughs> my goal is to get Jimmy to listen to the show again, but but we do value his insight um yeah but he is an og listener who why did you stop listening jimmy you can be honest here this is i stopped listening to like a lot of podcasts um especially ones about drag because i live in chicago and i am in the drag scene here and so we talk about drag and drag race all the time so i kind of like they get ever my talk cell. about drag race podcasts like have you ever heard any like the vixen drag drag race recap um, the Vixen, she's a, uh, New Orleans queen now. Oh, wow. Yeah. So she's not in Chicago anymore. No, you know, Nathan, I've gotten the impression that drag queens, maybe because of their art or whatever, are more visual 
people. So a lot of them <laughs> watch the YouTube shows. I don't. I rarely. Ah. Apart from Dita, who Dita's a Chicago queen. Dita listens to recap. Um, but I look. By the way, I think there are others that listen to recap just for a variety of reasons. And they write to me sometimes. But um, like for instance, why would Delta Work have blocked us? Unless she, she didn't listened. listen. Why right. would Jasmine Masters have blocked us? Unless she, there's probably others that have blocked us <laughs> that I don't even know. RuPaul's about. Drag Race has fucked up drag. And look, I've said this before, and I'll say it again. And I, I almost want to make an AI voice giving a warning here. You know, like um, you know, where it gives you like a warning, like uh, caution: the following content may not be appropriate for minors. I want it to be like, uh, this content is not appropriate for people who are on RuPaul's Drag Race because mm-hmm. this show is not meant for them. I don't want them on the show. Yeah. Once Jimmy's on Drag Race, he can never be on the show again. Oh no. This show we is would not drag you, Jimmy. Drag you. And. Joe has assured me of that. Look, no, no, this is what it is. It has to do, today is a very good example of this. As I've said before, and I actually I'm going to relate to what Jimmy just said. People sometimes ask me, do you listen to this drag race show or that drag race? I'm like, and it, it, I, the last thing I want to fucking do is listen to a show about RuPaul's drag race. You know, after I work my ass off making and editing one, I don't want to listen to one. Okay. Yeah. So um, in the same vein, because th- we're going on 10 years that I've been doing this show. And uh, because I've been doing it for 10 years, and I actually think now this is a good thing, I'm just numb to the show. And what I mean, and I've explained this many times, I don't hate the show. I very much enjoy the show. But I don't have strong feelings towards any drag queen. I don't stand a drag queen, and I don't really hate a drag queen. I take it week by week. And this is a good example of my opinion will be very much in that vein. And so I think I'm I'm actually fairer now than I've ever been because of that. And so um, how do we get in this topic? I talked about myself. Oh, I don't know. It just seems to happen sometimes. <laughs> yeah, it, just, it just seems like just go on and <laughs> well, on. Myself. You know what? Why don't we do this? Why don't we just, oh, I know what I was going to say. I think we're going to, I'm going to read the thing where I do the summary of the episode and I ask the question, Jimmy, here's what the question is going to be so you can think about it. We changed the question now. The question is now, what did you think of the lip sync and did the right queen go home? We haven't gotten there yet, but I want you to think about that. Because I think this is going to be an episode where it's very top heavy. Most of the discussion is going to be right here. There's not much to discuss other than that. It's all going to be right here. So um, this week, the girl spout spit takes and manufactured Neogoth looks for the runway. Q is named the winner of the challenge while Maya, Iman, LePage, and Plasma are placed in the bottom two, after lip sync battle for their lives, Maya was told, Shantae, you stay, while Plasma was asked to sashay away. Ladies, what did you think of the lip sync, and did the right queen go home? Let's start with our very special guest, an actual drag queen, who's going to talk about her actual thoughts, Miss Jimmy Anti. Yeah, I thought that was a lip sync for the history books. Um... It was it was wild. I mean, first of all, um, Maya was in a gown doing backflips w- without a wig on. Like, <laughs> just I mean, it was frantic. And um, I think Plain Jane said that Plasma's performance was frantic and frenzied, and I have to agree. And so while Maya was slaying in a fever dream uh, type of way, uh, Plasma was doing the opposite also in a um, 
fever dream type of way, like, but scary, like, can't wake up, can't move my body, sleep paralysis demon kind of way. Um, so yes, the, the, I think the right queen went home based on the lip sync, but that is quite a gag considering her track record. Um, yeah, those are my initial thoughts. All right. Nathan? Well, I think the right queen went home because that look justified immediate dismissal from the competition, in my opinion. But also, I disagree with myself in that it's a lip sync for your life, not a lip sync for the costume you're wearing or the track record. Like, I don't really think that matters. I think it should just be about that performance and who won that lip sync. And so I think Maya won it. I didn't like the lip sync song choice. I don't know why we're dancing along to TikTok songs from a year ago. That felt weird to me. But I really enjoyed Maya. She's the queen of flips. And I actually am coming around to her strategy where she's just in the bottom every week and just making her way to the top that way. I actually think, you know what? Go for it. We're sort of in new territory where we're throwing the rule book out. You can be messy. You can take your shoes off. You can lose your wig. And who gives a shit as long as it's a good performance? So I enjoyed it in that respect. I think it's funny that you mentioned the TikTok version of that Gaga song. Because also Maya is a TikTok drag queen, you know, that's where she's more famous from. And I think that speaks to something. But what I want to say first is, yes, 100% Maya won that lip sync. And I read a lot of discourse on Twitter, on Reddit, talking about this. It somehow turned into a race issue. I don't know why. Uh, and also what you see a lot of is just, and this is something I actually love about Drag Race, are people who come with the facts about this and that, and we'll talk about that in a second. And they, they're almost like with baseball, like people argue about baseball with statistics and this and that, and they're arguing. And ultimately what I realize that, that is that they're all right and they're all wrong because what we have to remember, and this has come up before, and this is the first time it's happening this season, but this is RuPaul's world her universe, and we just live in it. And so you can say, and you're right, This, you know what? At the end of the day, it's a lip sync battle for your life. And Maya slayed it. And even though she should have gone home based on the challenge and her track record, she won the lip sync. But then what happens is then the, the drag race stat nerds come in and they go, well, a few episodes ago, Amanda and Q lip synced. And Amanda clearly did better than Q in that lip sync. And Q clearly won because of her track record. So why is that fair? And then you have other people. Do you want to weigh in on that, Jimmy? Yeah. I think that, like you said, it's RuPaul's world. So today it may be really, this is a lip sync for your life. And Mm -hmm. this is about the lip sync. But if RuPaul is like, yeah, but it's Q, girl. Do you see the Mm -hmm. looks that she's made? Like, Mm -hmm. sometimes that... There's enough of a weight, but I think RuPaul was looking at that outfit that Plasma was wearing (laughs) Mm -hmm. and the makeup on her face and the way she was moving and RuPaul was just like, "Uh uh-uh, no. (laughs) Yeah. Like it was just bad enough of a performance and Maya gave good enough of a performance that because of these specific conditions, um, that's how it had to play out. And honestly, I kind of think that's like... RuPaul just going with her gut about it makes it a mm-hmm. better TV show because it well, yeah, gives drama. Yeah. It's unpredictable. <laughs> you, can't, you can't play it. This is the second episode in a row where I've made a prediction 
and it's mostly right. And then I lose at the very tip. So in other words, I said, look, Maya's going to be in the bottom. She can't sew. This is a, a neo-goth challenge. And she's not going to be in the bottom. I thought she was going to go home. She was in the bottom, but she didn't go home. And I said the, something like that the week before. And now, again, she didn't go home. Nathan, what do you think about what we've been talking about here in terms of... Because this is really the episode. We, we're going to go through the episode, yeah. but this is pretty much the the big t- talking point of the episode. Yeah, I think a lot a lot goes into the decision. Like, it's, it's about storyline as well. Like, what can they bring next week? Maya has sort of emerged as kind of shady and feeling her oats and, like, bringing a certain element to, like the workroom and after the elimination where she's being cattier and maybe they saw something in that and maybe they already had plasma down to go. (laughs) Like, honestly, like we know it's produced this show. And so like, I don't think they really care which one went, you know what I mean? Cause like Maya will go eventually. It's so funny that you say that you just reminded me that there was a Buzzfeed, one of those Buzzfeed quizzes that I saw maybe like this week or last week. And it was who should have won there was one for All-Stars and there was one for the seasons. Who should have won that season? And I was going through, and honestly, this is what's funny, is honestly, with only a couple of exceptions, I would say season two for sure, and maybe season 12, everybody, the right person won. Oh, you can make an argument for season nine too. Season nine, season two, season two. But of all the 16 seasons, 13 of them, that's who, that's who should have won. Mm-hmm. Think about it, you know. Maybe you guys can think of a better another season. Jimmy's rolling, putting his eyes back in his head, just trying to think of it. But like season two, you can make an argument for Raven. Yes, Jimmy, what are you going to say? I think that for the most part, it's just like it's a produced show. Like Nathan was saying, they're they're casting for a winner, or at least a couple options of between one or two or three for the winner. So yeah, I think it the the pacing of the show and like getting moments like. Um, I think I saw the stat on Twitter. Plasma was the first rusical winner to not make it to the final four. Um, but doing things like that, like giving Plasma two wins, giving her an iconic challenge win, and then cutting her before we get to the final four, um, it keeps it exciting, even if there's really two possibilities for the winner of the season. Yes. And here's the thing, too. It ultimately, it's hard to feel sorry for her. Well, one, because I don't like her. But two... <laughs> I mean, you know the bitch is going to be an All-Stars. I mean, that's just... Yeah. yeah. It's almost setting her up for a really good All-Stars run. Yeah, they're producing a future season. Yeah. They're like, you're definitely not going to win, but you're good, girl. So this gives you... This gives them... Leave them wanting more. Yes, exactly. So I'm not feeling too sorry for her. Okay. Yeah. Um, let's jump into the episode. After Tsunami's elimination, the girls mourn the loss of Tsunami's energy. Later, the dolls discuss the turning point in the competition and how important every decision is moving forward. Dawn shades Nymphia as they de-drag to, before they get ready to go home. Uh, it's a new day in the workroom and the girls speculate which one of them puts the cunt in Miss Cunt geniality. Later, Rue entered the workroom to announce this week's mini challenge. The girls in their best comedy quick drag will compete to see who gives the best spit take. In the end, Nymphia Wind soaked the competition and won the mini challenge. Let's start with you, Mr. Nathan. I'm sorry, Nasha Patrick Brown. Yeah. <laughs> what were you, let's, let's take it piece by piece, Nathan. Let's talk about everything post. Yeah. Uh, post-elimination. Yeah, well, I think the 
conversation sort of carries on from where we were just talking about. Like they come in and they're like, they, they automatically, every episode, they seem to seize each other, size each other up being like, well, I've got two wins now and you've got one win now. And it's like track record does not matter. We need to realize that it doesn't really matter. Like Dawn, it doesn't matter if you've got no wins because someone with two wins is going to go home this episode. You know what I mean? And so it's just Mm -hmm. like, it's odd how much they fixate on that as if they have any control. And so I think they just need to realize that they're all little puppets and pawns and um, yeah, fixating on that is just only ever going to infuriate me. And I was surprised when they come in and everyone's like, oh my God, Tsunami, we've really lost a good one. And they're all like really emotional and confused. And I never really got the impression that any of them really like Tsunami. It's funny that you say that. It's funny that you did, took that turn on, or that take on it. My take was blaming the editors. Like, uh. I was very like, how sad that they didn't show us what the girls clearly saw. Because yes. yeah, it's very surprising that this person we didn't see a lot of in the show had such an impact on all of the contestants that they were so sad that she was home. And we didn't get to see that. And that's kind of a shame. Jimmy, did you want to weigh in right here on anything after the elimination? Or what I just yeah, said? it was kind of a glaring like issue with the storyline of the season leading up to now, because I think, you know, Tsunami's story has been that she's been very safe and plain and like not very interesting. And it is... It was very surprising to hear all the girls be so like plain Jane had something very sweet and sentimental to say. It was it was like, this is weird to hear this coming from this queen with everything we know about her. And then we haven't been shown anything with context with, to give Tsunami any story, really. Like, I'm trying to think, did she even get like a mirror moment? Like, here's where I came from other than... Mm. A moment talking about Candy Muse and her, where she cut like her like the legacy yeah, she's a part of. Maybe and look, it's something I've talked about before, and I was sort of afraid of. Is there is a big problem with Afro Latinas or Afro Latinos being erased? It, it, they're erased by Latin America. They're erased by white people by Black culture. It's like this weird phantom culture that just doesn't exist in a lot of people's eyes because the blacks don't see them as black and the latinos don't see them as latino and they just sort of have this weird forgotten thing and then here we have tsunami muse yeah it makes me wish we would have seen a lot more from her because i'm like that would i would have loved to see that story and and uh, her be like almost a complete foil of her drag Mm -hmm. mother (laughs) like the sweet loving everybody's friend like (laughs) that would have been an interesting storyline Yes, very much so. Uh, did you have any other thought, uh, Nathan, on everything that happened after the elimination? Yes. There's also okay. a moment where, like, Dawn, fucking Dawn, the villain of the show, she's making fun of Nymphia's snatch game. And I was just like, do you realize that your snatch game was not good as well, Dawn? No. Like, I don't know where she gets her confidence, but I'd like to snatch some of it off her and share it around to other people. Share it to Tsunami. Jimmy, where do you weigh into this? Um, yeah, Dawn definitely had no business <laughs> talking shit on anybody's snatch game. Yeah, because hers was awful and not even the iconic part. So yeah, what now? Here, here's the thing: is there is a thing where she's benefiting from a couple of things of like uh, twink privilege. You know, she mm-hmm. is sort of a demon twink, and we're not noticing. And two, that plain Jane is so plain up the villain role that she's sort of hiding behind that. We're not really seeing. That she's the villain. Yeah. Plain Jane Saruman, but Dawn is Sauron. Nerd alert. <laughs> plain, plain Jane's like a red herring. It's like she's the, you're supposed to think she's the threat, but it's yes. really not her. Because Dawn is like more sinister. Mm-hmm. 
Yes. Like, this would be like an Agatha Christie novel where it's so clearly plain Nerd Jane's alert. the killer. Yeah. Fag, old faggot alert. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, by the way, so speaking of Dawn, at one point she goes, guys, do you, can you guys just, be, this is a real moment. It's like, there's only eight of us. And I'm like, yeah, bitch, we've been done. You snatch games, always the turning point in the competition. Uh-huh. That is the snatch game is where like, the foolishness ends, and now this yeah. is real. And like Dawn's just calling the obvious there. Um, she also, by the way, foreshadows the shocking elimination where she says, from here on out, every elimination is going to really hit like the way tsunamis did. She wasn't wrong. And then I want to weigh in, even though this is coming to last week, there's a part where Maya is bitching because they're talking about Plains win, and, and Maya bitches in a confessional that Safira should have won. In my opinion, Safira had that one moment as James Brown with RuPaul, but I don't think she should have won. I don't think it was a good snatch game at all, but I don't think she should have won. Jimmy, where do you fall on this? We didn't hear you last week on this. I think Plain Jane devoured the snatch game. Like, uh, uh, Wait, all things being equal. This is not like uh, uh, who was dealt. Not, what was the name of that stupid bitch that was the. Deja like, Sky. Deja Sky. Not in the Deja Sky kind of way. Like, all, like if you would have put her in a good snatch game, you're saying she would have done well. Yeah, I well, I think if she would have been put in like a snatch game of like like an all star snatch game, like a bunch of mm-hmm. winning performances, I don't think she'd be in the bottom. She'd probably be mid if we're talking like a list of top snatch game performances. Um, but I thought she did. I like I actually laughed a few times, and there have been like Deja Sky's wasn't good. Like Deja Sky yeah. would be the girl that went home of snatch game winners all competing yeah. against each other. A hundred percent. But yeah, I think Plain Jane would be fine. I thought. Um, the Balkan War Survivor, like, yeah, I thought that was funny. Big Balkan War Survivor, yeah, thought it. I thought it was funny. Um, like, uh, Nathan, you can tell Nathan's face is like not cracking a smile for Jimmy. So like, <laughs> I'm like, damn, tough crowd. I know Nathan's a tough crowd. He's really, he's really hard, Jimmy. Nathan, where did you fall on this? Do you think Safira should have won? Uh, not really, but I feel like the queens always judge it differently than we do on television show. Mm-hmm watching the television show and they also factor in i think the runway looks a lot more than we do and plain did have a very boring runway last week oh she did you know i asked dita this once about what they can see and can't see because i wonder how it works because they'll talk about things and i'm like how did you know that that happened where like today even this week they're saying they uh one of them was telling plasma they were complimenting the other girl, like, oh, the way you did this thing on the runway, I really liked it. I'm all, can they see the other girls on the runway? I mean, I don't know. Yeah, and, like, when they're commenting on the lip syncs, I was like, you're watching the back of their heads, right? Yeah. Like, how are you so authoritative in what you're saying? Maybe on the monitors they can see it? Yeah, I know backstage they can see monitors. That's why they're oh, watching, they they're watching oh, okay. the runways from the monitor. Oh. Okay. All right. Very good. Thank you. Um, all right. Let's talk about the next day now. We're still in that one part. Now, the next day they walk in. This is before the mini challenge. Not much happens. I wanted to say, maybe this might spark something, that, you know, Maya's showing some personality. She's showing more and more personality, and she was sort of, she kind of gave Plain Jane the business about being the the, the villain or something like that. Uh, did you guys have any thoughts on anything before the whoop, before that happened? Um, I think it's good that she started having a personality now because you can only like <laughs> flip your way into like winning lip syncs for so long until it's like, this is a TV show too, girl. So um, as long as she flips and has a little bit of a personality, I think she'll she'll continue to make it pretty far. But 
she's waking it up at the right time because it was getting a little scary for her. Yeah, I agree with that. Nathan? I thought it was just funny how they're all like, we're all such cunts. We're all rotted. No one's going to be Miss Congeniality. And I'm thinking, obviously, Safira will be Miss Congeniality. Yeah, 100% <laughs> Safira. And then she proceeds to sew and dress for a contestant. She probably saw the room and go, you know what? I'm not going to win this. I'm going to go for that $5, She goes, let $5. me get that. Yeah, yeah let me get <laughs> Secondary cash right prize. There. Okay, so then let's talk about the mini challenge. Let's talk about the spit take. Nathan, do you have any thoughts on the spit take? I loved this mini challenge. I would be happy to see it pop up again, maybe in a few years' time. I love the spit crew. Wait, is this kind of a, is that, that sounds vaguely sexual? Do you have like a thing with spit? <laughs> well, I mean, <laughs> um, no. I just thought it was really fun and funny, and what a mini challenge oh, okay. should be. Okay, it was just the way you said it, Jimmy. What did you think? Uh, yeah, I thought it was a great mini challenge. I like any mini challenge that makes RuPaul gets to kind of read the mm-hmm. girls a little mm-hmm. and it's like really more of a challenge for like okay girl cycle through i've got some reads for all of you i have <laughs> yeah, yeah. let me make fun of you and you just have to yeah. like dance like a monkey for rupaul and i love those moments where it's truly just like you want this so bad you're gonna do whatever i tell you and i'm going yeah. to make you look like a fool and they're great tv and it was a better rating challenge than last week. <laughs> yeah, because yeah, someone, a professional was in the chair. Okay, why don't we do this? Why don't we take a break right here? When we come back, we are going to talk about the rest of the episode. It's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price. Priceline. Little Wing is now streaming on Paramount Plus. I'm in a period of emotional people. Is that all the oh, I don't care crap? A little adventure. Where are you going? I'm gonna steal a bird from the Russian pigeon mafia. Let's do it. Goes a long way. <laughs> Starring Brooklyn Prince with Kelly Riley and Brian Cox. Life can hurt, but life is sweet. Little Wing, rated PG-13, may be inappropriate for children under 13. Now streaming exclusively on Paramount Plus. And we are back. Next, RuPaul announced this week's maxi challenge. The girls must create a bespoke neo-goth look to show off on the runway in the workroom. Okay, guys, I'm going to tell you this. The entire episode is almost workroom. So we're going to break it down in little segments. I might stop here and there to talk. Okay, basically the whole thing is workroom. In the workroom, the girls get to work on their looks. Plasma hears advice to be more modern. Maya feels the pressure. Morphine mulls her options. And Dawn desperately wants to defeat Q and Nymphia. Does anybody have any big thoughts here? Why don't we just pause right there? Because there's, there's a lot to digest. Nathan, do you have any big thoughts on this episode? I mean, on this part, on this part right here. Well, I thought the structure was odd. I was kind of missing a RuPaul walkthrough. I think that would have really oh, broken yeah. up this section and... I don't know, helped it flow better. But having said that, I was in, I was having a great time watching it. I was enjoying mm-hmm. the interactions and stuff. And the, th- the thing with Q and Dawn, it's like their confidence annoys me so much. I'd actually 
prefer Nymphia's method. Like the way Nymphia is just acting coy and being like, I don't know what I'm going to do, but she's a silent assassin. Like I much prefer that fake humility than what Q and Dawn are presenting. And so I'm team Nymphia. But I get what you're saying. And I I get what you're saying. But by this point, it is sort of obnoxious because then she's like, I need inspiration. (laughs) And then she comes out in one of the fiercest looks to ever walk down the runway. And she does it every single time. She knew she could whip that up in like 10 minutes. She's like, I've just got to milk time. And she's given us something to watch. I'm loving her. It's like the Courtney act in authenticity. Like she's not giving us any authentic moments. We're not really getting, we're getting this presentation. We're not getting a person. Um, Like Maya, we're, we're seeing a journey, her go through a journey. And Nymphia is just like, coming in and being perfect and then trying to play a reality show character and not actually just being like, I've, I've got this. I know I've got this in the bag and just being authentic with us. So I think that may be her problem. Like they're going to find something bad to say about her eventually, even if it's when it, she's in the top four episodes. So I think they're going to start coming for her for not being authentic. And I think you're making a case of why she might win the whole thing because the winners don't come back on All Stars as much as the people who don't. And so yeah. you would much rather see a plain Jane on All Stars. You would much rather see a Q or somebody else. Even though you would want to see what look Nifia is going to bring, but maybe you can save that for an All Winners. You know, I was going to say, uh, you know, I've seen this talk online about the, the reason the third design challenge is because of the writer strike. I've also heard other rumors about how they've already done the reunion and the. Um, the everything because of fear of the writer's strike who knows about that stuff right but the one thing i will say is and what's weird is rupaul's drag race and reality shows are not union shows so i don't know what they were so worried about two even if the way the union works even if somebody says oh we should do a design challenge that's considered writing I question whether there's actually any writers on this show. I think every <laughs> acting challenge has been scripted by a monkey with a typewriter. Like, I think, mm-hmm. are we are we fooling ourselves that there's writers on this show, Joe? Well, I think there are writers. This is not very good. Because, because World of Wonder doesn't pay. Jimmy's being intentionally very silent. World of Wonder doesn't pay very much. And so they only can get people who are, you know, sort of not very good. Or, or they're working their way up. They're very young, and they're working their way up, and then they're going to leave and do up off to better, bigger and better things. Not in the union quite yet. Yeah. And when they get the union, they're out. Uh, but yeah, this is true for all reality game shows and whatnot. They're not part of the union. And so they're not. So I don't know why there's. I, I kind of have a theory for why there yeah. are so many design challenges. Yeah. I think it's it, it kind of relates to how they're doing the pacing and how they haven't done any double chantes. They haven't done any, you know, they, they're eliminating girls. They're getting rid of girls every episode. Um, and after the two part opening, you know, they started getting rid of girls quick. I think some of the critiques they had been having were that, you know, the pacing of the show was off. It felt like the show was happening, taking a really long time. So I think they oh, were returning to form a little bit with some of the original mm-hmm. seasons. And one other trait of, a, of those early seasons was a lot of design challenges. Um, because I think it helps get to know Queens and like their abilities. Um, and it's resources wise, pretty easy to put one of those challenges together. You just have to get supplies and then the Queens have to work. Um, and so I think it like lends to, they were hoping maybe some of the story that you had in some of the early seasons of drag race that, a little more naturally unfolded than when they were like trying to save Queens and then get rid of them and like orchestrate it a little more. Mm -hmm. Um, I think they're moving. They were trying to produce it differently. 
I, I could totally buy into that. And I'm going to tell you something here. Plasma and Q, I put this note down for this segment. That we By this point, we've seen some confessionals from Plasma and Q. Both of those bitches love to laugh hysterically at their own jokes. <laughs> so they'll be like, what do you want me to do? Got that, but that? And you're like, girl, it, first of all, in real life, it's not that funny. Yeah. Like, well, and they're like, to. fine. Yeah. There's yeah. a laugh track in their head. So they're just yeah. performing. And Dawn does the confessional where she'll say something shady and she'll be like, oh my God, don't put that in. Or, oh my God, yeah. did I just say that? And it's like, yes, yeah, you that's did. Dawn. That's Dawn's thing. She's all like. Yeah, you're yeah. a cunt. Because you keep, <laughs> om- oh, you keep accidentally saying it. No, you're yeah. a cunt. I'm telling you, demon twink, Dawn. Um, all right, let's move Boots. on. Uh, moving on. We're still in the workroom. Nymphia seeks both inspiration and plain fabric. Later, she teaches morphine some Mandarin. Elsewhere, Plasma hints that she may want plants, uh, Plane's immunity potion. Dawn advises Plasma to rethink her design, and Plasma and Plain Jane quibble over the overlap of their creative design choices. Any thoughts here on this segment? Let's start with you, Nathan. Yeah, I think Plane has some fucking goal to have a go at Plasma for doing something similar, even though Plasma has no idea what Plane was doing. And then to be complaining, being like, well, you know, last time, girl, we looked similar and I got praised. It's like, yeah, because she let you borrow her blue fabric. Why are you being such a cunt? Well, also related to that, there's a part where Nymphius is just eyeing like her fabric and she's like, get the fuck away from my fabric. And you're like, bitch, you were stealing everybody else's fabric two weeks ago. Yeah. What do you think, Jimmy? Um, I think that I realized why I like am have nothing to say for this workroom section because mm-hmm. at these viewing parties that I go to to watch Drag Race, yeah. um, most of the workroom time usually gets talked over. Yeah. And then this episode was <laughs> a design challenge, so it was all workroom related. So the yeah. drag queens hosting were like, oh, okay. <laughs> Well, also, too, I've been to these bar viewings, and the bar viewings really react to if it's a challenge, if there's, like, a performance challenge, the runway, and the lip yeah. That's all. That's all they care about. Unless it's a fight. Uh, I was just going to say the audience went up, the live audience, for the lip sync. It was, it was a good one, for sure. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Big they reaction. woke up after the workroom. I have a question for you guys. So, Dawn goes over to Plasma and is like, are you really going to do that? And sort of encourages her to think outside the box and try something different. Is she being a demon scheming twink here? Is she being a Yago Jimmy? Or do you think she was genuinely concerned about Plasma's look? Um, I think there's probably a little bit of both. I think there was like some, you know, blood in the water. Mm-hmm. And then she's like, well, let me go make it worse. <laughs> like let her question. I don't, sometimes just speaking the truth is um, you can hide behind the fact that it's like, well, I was just looking out for you, girl. But it's yeah. the, like it's going to make somebody spiral. Like you're, I know you can't come back from this. Like I see the weakness. So I think there's probably a little bit of both. But um, yeah, like Plasma just didn't have the juice for it. And I think I think Don knew. What do you think, Nathan? I think Plasma made an error listening to Dawn. Like I think it's not the time to give up on your shtick and think outside of the box. She should have leaned on her. What what? old Hollywood glamour look she would normally do and just turn that into goth rather than just making a neo-goth look from scratch. I think she should have just done her Dawn character as a goth. You know, but now that I think about it and thinking about that runway, and we'll get to the runway in a little bit, I will say, especially for design channels, all of these looks, all of them, well, maybe not plasma, all of these looks 
were very strong, even Mayas, because of fear. Yeah. And like, who else was going to be in the bottom two? If you think about it, who would have taken Plasma's place? Nobody. Morphine looked great. Dawn looked great. Saphir looked great. You know, who else would it have been? They had to make a big deal about Saphira making Maya's look because you had to justify, like, she looked fine, like, maybe a little tacky, but she looked fine. Like, why is she in the bottom? Exactly. Why was even, yeah, why was even Maya in the bottom? Yeah. Later, the girls all struggle with different elements of their garments. Saphira checks in on Plasma, and elsewhere, Saphira throws Maya a lifeline when she may or may not have sewn Maya's garment. I wonder if there's any sort of official rule about that. Well, look, it's been done in the past, right? Didn't... Something, I remember Aja being involved in something, right? Wasn't there? Yes, there was. Didn't someone not take credit for it? Or like BB was like, I did it all myself when Aja actually helped her oh, along. Yeah, I think you're that's right. What that's what it was. Yeah. You're right. That's what it was. Nathan knew the whole time. I see no problem um, in asking for help. Like, I feel like Maya, one of her qualities, <laughs> one of her limited qualities is that she has a social game and she's liked apparently. Mm-hmm. And so if she can use her social game to like get someone who's a good seamstress to help her out, like that's part of the show and the competition, I think. Um, but I have a question, Jimmy. So like there seems to be all this hullabaloo about Maya asking for help, but like if you're on drag race, like are you going to lean on maybe seamstress queens to like help you out or like, or are you a designer sew-up type of queen? I think I would be able to put myself together. I'm not like, I I am kind of, I have some self-taught skills, but but my strategy wise, I think like going into it, you just need to make it look like you did more work. Like Maya should Mm. have maybe embellished a little bit more. And then she could have been like, well, no, I don't. So Safira set that up, but all this detail, I put the, I did all of this. So she could mm-hmm. at least point to something that she did do that didn't require the skills that she didn't have. I think she just went about it, went about getting help in a way that made her look a little bit worse than she could have. And would it um, piss you off if like Sophia is helping someone else and you're there like trying to do the, your own work? Um, I think I would, I mean, drag, yeah, I'd be pissed off just because like drag queens are going to be pissed off, especially if like you you're in the middle of making something, there's a time crunch and you see another bitch helping the girl that you're like, she's going to go home if you don't help her, like let her go home. So I understand the girls being pressed and upset, but as like in Maya's position, yeah, if someone's going to help you, what are you going to do? Say no. Like, yeah, you're going to take the help because you have to walk out on the runway wearing something. Mm -hmm. Um, But yeah, Maya just kind of dropped the ball and like disguising the fact that she didn't do anything. All right. It's elimination. Oh Yeah. Um, plain again, we sort of touched on this saying how she's like, I hate when Queens help other Queens. And I'm like, well, you, you gave plasma your wig this week. So like, obviously you're secretly helpful as well. Yeah. I just don't know why they were all making a big hullabaloo. Um, all right. It's elimination day and the girls put the finishing touches on their goth looks. Maya, after a great night of sleep, feels confident in her runway look. Plasma can't wait to show off something new. And the girls discuss dating in high school. Morphine reveals she was a player. Plasma shares the honors. I'm sorry. The, Plasma shares the horrors of being queer in Texas. And Morphine talks about struggling to date as a non-binary person in Miami. Nathan, let's start with you. Elimination day. Go. I didn't actually have many thoughts on this. The only thing that really gagged me was Morphine saying she had three girlfriends at the same time. <laughs> yeah. They probably, thought they, were just like, they probably thought they were like Charlie's Angels and she thought she, thought she had gr- girlfriends. <laughs> Like, oh, I had a group of girlfriends. Jimmy, what do you think of all this Elimination Day? Um, I think that my biggest thought was how excited I was about Morphine's makeup 
because <laughs> she looks crazy. Yeah. Um, when before she has like the lip on and the eye, and she just has the white face with like the contour on, she looked crazy. And when a drag queen looks crazy halfway through her makeup, I, you know it's gonna be it's gonna be so good uh, when all the pieces are there together. So. Yeah, and you know what? I think Morphine's mug is like the highlight of the episode. Honestly, what is what, when you're in the in when do you get ready at the club, Jimmy, or do you already show up half done or fully done? No, I've always been. To, I get ready in my own space. I I like to be alone, no okay. other people. Yeah, by myself. Who are the girls that get ready at the club? Then why is that happening? Um, I think that's kind of a thing. It's like a regional thing in maybe like more Southern places where the bars are like have bigger space and like more room for girls Um, to get ready. Like here in Chicago, there's just not room for girls to get ready backstage. So it's not as much of a thing. So when you're walking through the streets in drag, what is that like? What are people catcalling you or? Um, no, I ride the train sometimes. Um, even, but what happened? Really not far. And like it's on not very used train line. So all the gay, all the gay bars and like the strip are in one place. So like you're walking down passing gay bars and sex shops. So mm-hmm. it's like not actually a, a thing. Do you ever get hit on when you're in drag? I have a really nasty resting bitch face. I think I'm very unapproachable. So uh-huh. not often. No. Oh, interesting. Yeah. I'm a, I'm a I stink I wondered bitch. about that. Yeah. So people just think you're, you look mean. Yeah, I mean, I also paint, yeah, I paint big nasty bitch eyebrows too, so it doesn't help the resting bitch face. By the way, why did Maya go in there and be like, oh, I feel great? <laughs> oh, that's a weird thing to say. Like, everyone's like, I didn't sleep, I was working. She's like, I still great. I was fine. She hasn't, worked it. she hasn't been doing anything. She's she great. slept during the first mini challenge, She's like, remember? It's been oh, great having a, a week off. Yeah. <laughs> I feel rejuvenated. I know Plasma's always bragging about being from New York so so much that uh, when she said she was from Texas, I was, I was like, she just seems so New York to me. I was like, oh. She was very happy to shed her Texan identity. Yeah. She got to New York and she said, I am from New York. <laughs> I feel a lot of New York queens are like that. They're like, I feel yes. there's very few actually from That's New York. Th- that is like the theater gay thing. Like you yeah. dream of New York and then you're, <laughs> I've lived in New York my whole life. I'm a New Yorker. New York. Yeah. Yeah, clap. Broadway. Uh, Broadway, yes. Art. Club. Legend. Club, legend, art. Theater. Yeah. Um, all right, let's talk about the looks. And uh, for once, I actually have some thoughts on the looks. Uh, Nate, why don't we start with you, Nathan? What were some of your favorite looks, least favorite looks, you know, all that jazz? Well, I will admit up top that the category neo-goth kind of confused me. I don't understand the neo part of it. Mm-hmm. Like, can you guys maybe fill me in on what that means? I think the real challenge here was just, like, to not use colors. Like, RuPaul said the rule was you have to use the black, gray, and uh, white fabrics. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, I don't really... The, the neo-goth kind of throws off what I think the challenge really was, which was don't use any color. Right. And do a runway look without any color. Yeah, because I thought what Q did was good, but... I've seen people online be like, that wasn't goth. And I was like, I couldn't tell you if it was or not. Yeah, I don't think that was actually, I don't think looking goth or neo-goth or whatever was actually what they were asking for. I think that's just what they named the challenge. Because, yeah, yeah, that just, it wasn't giving, it wasn't really giving goth. I mean, some of the girls gave like Morticia Adams, I guess, which RuPaul did say in the brief. But yeah, Q wasn't 
Q wasn't giving that at all. But she made a sickening look with no color, so... Yeah, I think it meant, like, do goth, but just do it fashion forward. We don't have to stay in the 1800s. Yeah. yeah. Like, just, these are your materials. Um. Anyway, so, Nathan, what were some of your favorite looks? Uh, well, I loved Nymphia's. Like, I just love the idea of taking a veil off and then still having your face covered. Like, I, I felt like that conceptually was just really fun. I enjoyed Sephira's. I, in, I sort of enjoyed Dawn's from, like, the neck down. I didn't like the feathers and the headpiece. I didn't like planes. I fe- it, like, it looked good, but it felt simple and sort of like something that Jocelyn Fox would wear. Like, a bit been there, done that, honestly. And Q's did look really good. But again, it seemed more carny freak show to me than like gothy Kendall. What do you think, Jimmy? Yeah, I think the big challenge with like black is getting lost on, you know, screen. It's easy to like lose all of the details. Um, And I think what Dawn did was very impressive. Like when they did close up shots and you could see the details and what was happening. Um, I was very impressed with like the construction of it and the fishing wire part, like very cool. But I almost think that she could have done it in a way that was more strategic to show the off the work that she did. Cause I think a lot of the detail got lost, which I think that's the big part of the challenge was don't use color to define your silhouette or tell a story. Like you have to tell us a story through fashion with with just black and white. And um, I think that kind of is like, it is impressive that you did all this work, but the effect on the TV screen at the end was like kind of fell flat. You had to like look really close to see those details. So I thought she did less good as um, maybe the judges panel thought she did. Uh, But I think that may just also be like on a TV screen kind of thing that it changes your perception of it. Cause in person they were like really impressed with it. And I was like, I did not see that from the wide shot walking down the runway. Um, I thought Nymphia, Nymphia was my winner. I I don't think she should have shown her face at all. I think that's so fashion. I think that's, um, yeah, I love the covered face. The silhouette was amazing. The way she used materials was creative. Thinking, not like a drag queen, but like actually trying to just be an artist. And um, yeah, just, it's so good. I loved Nymphia. Yeah, you know, it's so weird because I have seen that discourse about Q as well and about whether that was goth or not. I think ultimately it was neo-goth in the loose interpretation that you have. I think it was fine. And once again, it's RuPaul's fucking decision, her show, and she made the challenge. She thought she was the winner. So ultimately, that's it. Two is, uh, yeah, for me personally, Nymphia was the winner. But I also thought Morphine looked great. I thought Dawn looked great. I thought Safira looked great. There's that. And I even thought, I'll be honest with you, that Maya looked pretty good. I do agree with the judges that it probably did need some sort of, like, neckline that would give it lengthen the outfit because she did look kind of squat in it. But other than that, a minor thing. And then I have a question for you, Jimmy, as a potential person who'd be competing in this show, is one, how would what would you have done differently for Plasma's look? And I'll tell you why I'm asking this. One, because, you know, you are a dry queen. But two... I kind of feel conceptually it might be something a take Jimmy might have on this challenge. Conceptually, not necessarily the execution, but conceptually. Yeah, I definitely, I know what you're saying. Cause I, I feel like I know what she was going for when I look at it. It's just so off the, the way that she styled it. It just doesn't mm-hmm. work. And like the shapes don't work together. Um, 
I think that the biggest problem is like at the end of the day, look in the mirror and do you look good <laughs> and, and be honest with yourself. And then like, what can like pulling something down a little lower or pulling it up a little higher or putting on, putting on a bracelet or like wearing something a little bit differently or pinning it in a different way. Like how can you save it? Like how can you change the silhouette on your body to make it work? And I think like, I don't know that the pieces were necessarily bad. I think it's just, you know, the styling all together. And really, the makeup was not good. It was kind of crunchy. That's and true. so crunchy, crunchy look, crunchy makeup. And, you know, you, she really isn't feeling confident because if you look like, if you look bad, then you also can't sell it unless you mm -hmm. can like process that. And she wasn't even, I don't think she was even ready to admit that she looked bad to herself, but she felt bad and you could tell because she just didn't sell it. Um, so. Yeah, just gotta have a gotta have a critical eye. How do you think you would have done in this challenge, like in, in a design challenge where you have? That's the thing that you know you have things where like Nymphia. I'm like, how the fuck did you do that? If it in that short amount of time, how do you think you would do in that kind of situation, Jimmy? I think I would I would tear one of these challenges because I'm such a procrastinator that anytime I make looks or like do any drag project i'm always doing it up at the last minute so it's like a drag race challenge it's like the mm -hmm. day of the show i'm like oh okay, i see let me do 90 percent of the construction of this whole look that hinges on the number that i'm doing like i have to get this done mm -hmm. um and so i've i've um you know and so it's not always successful but i've that's how i do shit so i think i would i have the materials i could make something yeah. cool out of random materials given to me um, but this, I mean, yeah, it's just like, you have to look in the mirror and be like, what am, do I look crazy and figure it out? Mm -hmm. Nathan, do you sew at all? No. Do you have any desire? To, I, I would love to learn just how to basically sew. So I could fix a garment like, oh, there's a hole in my jeans. I need to fix them. But I don't even know how to like, to like put the thread. Do you know how to put the thread to the sewing machine, Jimmy? Yeah, honestly, no, that's like one of the hardest parts of sewing on a sewing machine is like threading the machine. And it's like tedious and annoying um but yeah i mean i kind i kind of so i sew a little bit enough to make stuff sometimes but definitely not professional but here's my question though jimmy you just you just you just spark something in me you i'm assuming i'm assuming i guess this is a, a wild assumption for me to make i'm assuming you want to be on this show at some point whether it's next season or at some point um yeah how are you not learning to sew how are you not taking basic design classes, comedy classes, improv classes? I mean, Chicago is a great hub of improv and sketch comedies. We're invented there. How are you? Are you taking those classes? Are you getting ready for that moment? Yeah, I mean, well, I didn't audition, so like, I'm. I know that it's not time. You know, I'm like, I I wouldn't audition. At, right, if I had to audition right now, I wouldn't audition because I know I'm not ready. But I also know that I could win. So if I like, yeah, if I tried, I, I could win the show for sure. Like if I, like you're saying, I would want to like intentionally, um, work on the skills that the show is you're competing with. So, well, yeah, because yeah. there's drag and then there's this competition show I've talked about. There are drag queens who are fierce drag queens, but they're, you know, Mayhem Miller is a good example. I mean, she was an, an icon before she went on the show. She's just not good at RuPaul's Drag Race. But she's a great drag queen. And then you have queens who are great at the show, but they're not necessarily the best drag queens. They're kind of boring, you know? Right. So um, 
there are skills required in the competition. And what are you doing to acquire those skills? Well, Joe, right now I'm just surviving and living yeah. my life day to day. <laughs> yeah. But before I wanted to go on Drag Race, like, but if I was like, let me audition, like, let me take this seriously. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I'm not, I'm not a dumbass. I would get my ass in some classes. Definitely need to take some dance classes if I was going to be on yes. Drag Race. Dance classes. Um, that's the basic big one for me. Classes, yeah. Yeah. I, there's a lot of, a lot of the Drag Race skills. I'm like, honestly, I would tear. I would slay those things. What, okay. What are the skills you think you would? Um, I could put a look together for sure. Like I could, okay. I think I would do great with a design challenge. Um, I think an acting challenge I would kill. Um, especially like the more like like a telenovela one or something melodramatic, like insane. No, the branding challenges. The branding challenges where you have to like come up with the concept for the video, and then they give you like twenty minutes to go stand in front of a green screen yeah. and like perform and you know tell them how to cut it together mm-hmm. i would do i would that would be the challenge that would be my definitely be the one that i won because i like put that's what i do like i make videos and put things together so um i would have that would be my that'd be my number one challenge and but you can apply it snatch game um okay so, so i want to do um, a character that was actually done on this last Snatch Game. Mm-hmm. And then it had never been done before. And then I saw the girl do it. I'll tell you off the air, Joe. Okay. Um, I saw the girl do it. And then she only got, she was only on air for like one or two lines. And I'm like, perfect. You did a horrible job. So this character is certainly still available to be done. And if you did Jane Goodall, would you fuck the gorillas? I would have fucked the gorillas. Yes, yeah. mm-hmm. that oh, puppet. Said, I, already when, know, I already know who it is. I, knowing the pup- Jimmy and knowing, I already know who it is. I would love to. I would love to. Um, it's random, so I would love to know. We'll, we'll talk. Oh, about performing this latest Snatch Game. Yeah, it's one of those girls. That's that's okay. the hint that I'll give. Yeah. Okay. All right. And in when in five seasons of Drag Race, when you see a character from this season repeated, you heard it here first. <laughs> it's happened before. Look, I'm kind of I mean, I'm not a drag queen. So I'll never be on Drag Race. There are several people that I would be. I would do Aiden Zane as that woman on the other Aiden Zane performing as that woman from Rocky uh, Horror. Rocky Horror. Okay. Um, I'd still want to do Yolanda, the woman that shot Selena. Oh boy. Um. There's oh I still think why no one because this is prime for RuPaul why no one has done Endora from Bewitched Delta did dress as Endora for one of her very Delta episodes but no one has done Endora from Bewitched which that would fucking kill those are the three right now that I'm going for thank you I will do my own snatch game on the main stage Ru names Q the winner of the challenge before placing Maya on the page and Plasma in the bottom two forcing them to face off in a lip sync battle for their lives the song. Bloody Mary by Lady Gaga, a, a TikTok version. Which, what does that mean, TikTok version? I'm being old here. Is there, does TikTok make versions? No, the the version that went viral was not the oh. song itself. It was a fan-made sped-up oh, version of the okay. song. But it went viral on TikTok to the point that they released the TikTok version to get the so Lady Gaga could collect oh. the streams. Oh, I see. And for some reason, RuPaul said, we're doing the Alvin the Chipmunks version. Yeah, I don't know why. Uh, in the end, Maya was told, Shantae, you stay while Plasma was asked to sashay away. Ladies, any final thoughts on the episode? Let's go with you, Jimmy. Any final thoughts? Have you said everything you want to say about the episode? Um, 
I am excited to see the cast get whittled down further. Mm-hmm. Um, I think that there are a couple of great girls that I uh, am excited to see a few more episodes from, but uh, I'm happy that they are going home quickly this season and mm-hmm. that we're actually getting eliminations. Um, and I think Plain Jane is an entertaining cunt and Dawn is just a cunt. Nathan, any final thoughts? What didn't you get out? What didn't you get out? Tell us, give us your big thoughts here, Nathan. I feel like from a producer's standpoint, they made a, a the wrong decision letting Q win because imagine how riled up Q would have been if she became, if she came in second again, I would have loved to have seen that, but instead they let her win. So I think that was a missed opportunity. And it also felt super fake and phony when Michelle was asking all those questions of Maya about how she made how she sewed this together and she's like because i heard a few weeks ago you made a comment that you don't sew and it's like yeah you've been prepped michelle it's so obvious it's so it's i don't even i don't even pay attention to it anymore it's so stupid oh by the The way i i think i wrote it down somewhere how how and then uh plasma's weird cringy you know you know she's she was this is so cringy to me that she quoted um the Carol Burnett line, like she oh, said, yeah. like she did the lyrics from a Carol Burnett song, like from her end of her show. And I was like, what are you doing? And also remember she was acting kind of manic at the end where she was like, <laughs> at the, in the workroom. Yeah. Like this is giving like, well, nervous break. It, yes, exactly. That's <laughs> thus you guys didn't hear it, but the, the song parody at the beginning of the show, it was giving very that if I'm being honest with you. Um, okay, well, why don't we call it a day there? First of all, Jimmy Anti, very thank you. Big thanks for Jimmy being here. Um, you can find him on Instagram at Jimmy Anti, J-I-M-M-Y-A-N-T-I. And on Twitter, he's Jimmy the Anti, J-I-M-M-Y-T-H-E-A-N-T-I. Uh, that's going to do it for this week's episode of RuPaul's Drag Race Recap. Be sure to join us next week and every week as we continue to discuss, dissect, and deconstruct each brand new episode of RuPaul's Drag Race Season 16. So for Jimmy Anti, Nathan Brown, and myself. I'm so glad we had this time together just to laugh and sing a song. Seems we just get started and before you know it, it comes time. We have to say so long. Thank you for listening to Drag Race Recap. Have something to say? Leave us a voicemail at speakpipe.com slash afterthoughtmedia. You can also email us at dragracerecap at afterthought.media. For more drag race and LGBTQ content, support us over at patreon.com slash afterthoughtmedia. This podcast was produced by Zach Birch. Nathan Brown has another podcast. It's called Bravo, Bravo, Effing Bravo. You can find it wherever you get your podcasts. You can also follow Nathan Brown on Instagram at NathanBrown90. Follow Joe Batanz on Instagram at Joe Batanz. Special thanks to these expensive tier Patreon supporters. Alex S. Anonymous. April Pacheco. Astute Girl. Brad Coley. Vilsket Pony, Deckhead, Doofus Maximus, E. Smith, Elizabeth Tinner, Emma, Humble Pie, Isaac Martin, J. Thomas Plank, 
Jesse Harris, Kathy Zender, Lauren Eckert, Lucy Carrasco, Luke Stamen, Mike Yeager, Mickey Baker, Poppy Woods, Ricardo the Herrera, Robert NYC, Sarah Yu, Runner Brandon, Tom Bombs, Travi Cosmos, Troy Anderson, and Zach Nelson. Drag Race Recap is an Afterthought Media podcast. <laughs>